0: Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jim Gray, along with the great Larry Fitzgerald. Fitz, how you doing, pal?
1: I'm doing outstanding, Jim. Uh, it's a great day. Had a little charity event uh, earlier, so it was, it was good. I had fun. Tell the folks what you did, because it's a beautiful thing. Well, I've been fortunate to be able to partner with uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters and, uh, and Boys and Girls Clubs of the, of the Valley for a long time, and we were able to do a a nice event uh, with my good friend Kelvin Beecham, who is uh, the nominee for the Arizona Cardinals for the Water Payton Man of the Year Award this year, which I'm elated that he is. And he's a great representation of not only this city but uh, this of the NFL in general, and so wanted to be supportive of him. And you were the NFL Man of the Year, and what you did, since you're too
0: humble and don't really want to say it, is you went out and gave a number. I won't name the number, but it's in the hundreds and thousands of gifts this morning to a bunch of kids who aren't going to receive a gift. Uh, so it was Fritz Claus, and it was a beautiful thing that you did for the folks uh, in Phoenix and uh, made those kids Christmas because they're not going to have a very Merry Christmas, uh, but you brightened their day. So thank you for being a great guy that you are and for uh, always going out of your way. And you really didn't even want to be acknowledged or have it recognized. Uh, no cameras were there. And uh, I just exposed you because uh, I think it should be told uh, that a lot of NFL guys uh, led by guys like yourself uh, all around the league. And you being a former Walter Payton Man of the Year uh, Award winner, you uphold the values that so many of us aspire to. So so thank you, Fitz, uh, on behalf uh, of all uh, those kids and all of us uh, who are big fans.
1: I appreciate that, Jim. Very kind of you.
0: There, you're also a great football player. You haven't played this season. Uh, you've been on the sidelines. Never announced an official retirement. We get the awful news about uh, DeAndre Hopkins on your Arizona Cardinals team. Uh, He is going to be out for some time, may be able to come back for the playoffs, uncertain right now and probably improbable. And then the news got worse with the torn ligaments suffered by Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, on that hit from PJ Williams against the saints. And he is out for the year. Uh, Will you reconsider now uh, coming back to play football?
1: Nothing's changed on that front Jim, for me. Um, But you know, my heart goes out to both of those guys, you know, obviously Known DeAndre a long time, love him. Uh, former teammate, and you know you hate to see that happen to somebody you care about. And um, obviously, Chris has just been a, a huge uh, part of that that Tampa Bay offense. You know, anybody that's watched Bruce Arians' systems at the F, you know, know that's a that's a very key component to running that offense in terms of running blocking and catching passes and immediate passing game. So, I mean. Um, you know, it's devastating news for Tampa, but I, I hope DeAndre, you know, is able to recover in time to be able to come back and play on the biggest stage. You know, Cardinals have to win one game to get, um, you know, clinch a, get clinch a playoff berth. And, you know, it's my sincere hope that he's able to be out there with them.
0: Larry, these hits are awful. Uh, PJ Williams uh, last night taking out the knees uh, of a guy who's a free agent in Godwin uh, gave up a lot of money to try and repeat and, you He's done it before. He did it to Adrian Peterson uh, a year or so ago. uh, Hit him low. And defensive backs are not given much of a choice because if they hit him high, they're going to get flagged and going to get obviously uh, fined because of the helmet to helmet. So there's a quandary here, a rock in a hard place. But to take out a guy's knees, uh, first of all, was it dirty? And what do you do about it?
1: Uh, you know, I wouldn't say it was dirty, but this is kind of where the game is gone. You know, guys are tackling lower. They had to bring their aim point down. And, you know, when I played, I actually told guys, hit me up high. I'll pay. I'll pay. you fine. fine. Um, you know, the, the head trauma and things that come along with it, you know, are affect that affect you later on in life. You know, a, a blown ACL or a ruptured Achilles tendon. Those things right there will end your career on the spot. And so. Um, you know, it's 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 a very unfortunate part uh, of the game. Trying to you know be more cautious and conscientious of guys' head, um, you know, and lowering the aim point, but it's definitely put the lower extremities in a much more compromising position, and it's it's really unfortunate because you see guys like um, you know Chris, you know, suffer the effects of it, and you see it across the league all the time, especially with the tight ends who are larger. They just get the legs chopped from up under them and um, I don't think I don't think leg injuries are going anywhere if this is the way guys are going to continue to tackle.
0: What you don't like seeing is Williams was celebrating after that hit and I heard Rodney Harrison say on NBC last night there's a brotherhood in the NFL, and he would always go up higher because it was a violation of the brotherhood and taking away a guy's ability to play. Something needs to be done. Let's Go is brought to you by Golden nuggetcasino.com. Play your favorite slots and table games like blackjack, roulette, and so much more. Download the app onto your phone or play online at GoldenNuggetCasino.com. You must be 21 years of age or over. Available only in Michigan and New Jersey. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-270-7117 or 1-800-GAMBLER. It's coming soon to your state. GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Jim Gray, along with Larry Fitzgerald, as we continue here on Let's Go. Larry, we're going to get into this. We get into it every week, but now you got the Ravens doing it again, going for a two-point conversion instead of trying to win the game uh, in overtime and play the Packers on your home field and take your chances. They line up for a two-point conversion. It fails. We also saw the Chargers leave nine points on the board Uh, going with all of these analytics, and analytics are great. And the data is terrific, and the odds may be on your side, but it does not analyze the situation that is in front of you or Patrick Mahomes or any of the defenders. So it's just taking numbers, and it doesn't take into account exactly what the time frame is or opponent in the game. Let's start with the Ravens. Uh, they've now tried this a couple of times in the last three weeks. They've lost three games in a row. John Harbaugh is defending it.
1: In those two situations you're going to talk about, if you want to go back and rehash the season, I'm happy to do it. To me, in both of those cases, that gave us the best chance to win. Because we didn't win doesn't make it, you know, not true. It's still true
2: now, just as true as it was then. So it doesn't always work out.
1: Is there any scenario where you kick there?
2: Of course, there's a lot of scenarios we kick there.
0: Well, if those weren't the scenarios, I'd like to know what are, Larry?
1: You know, a couple weeks ago, when we talked about this, when they lost the heartbreaker to the Steelers, I liked his uh thought process and I liked it again, Yesterday against the Packers, you know, you're playing against Aaron Rodgers, who's a front runner for MVP right now for if we're, um, you know, for assessing it properly. And I don't want to I don't want him getting the ball back and having to deal with him going down the field and winning the winning the game when I can do it uh, with my team offensively. um, You know, after scoring a touchdown, I I like the mentality, Jim. Obviously, it has not worked out two times in a row, but I love, I love what the message is um, in terms of, he wants to take the onus. He wants to put the pressure on teams and he wants to win when it's, when it, when it's at their ability and when it's time for them to be able to do it. And I I like, I like the way his thought process.
0: And what do you think of the chargers and leaving nine points on the board against the Kansas city chiefs last Thursday night, the game that they eventually lost in overtime uh, didn't convert on those uh, fourth and shorts. Uh, right near the goal changed the whole momentum of the game and Brandon Staley has said all year long this is how they're going to play Said it after the game this is the team we are leaving points on the board against a team that they outplayed the other night eventually lost in overtime Uh, I, I just don't like it when you don't analyze the situation and you're only analyzing the data Larry
1: Well, I I totally understand what you're saying when you you say that, um, you know, the analysts can't take into the situation, the flow of the game, the momentum, um, who's on the field in terms of the health of the players? You know, all of that stuff cannot be taken to the equation, but it's the future, Jim. It's it's, it's you can't stop progress, um, and and this is where it's going, Jim. It's, it's it's been doing this now for the last two or three years, and it's going to continue to go that way. You know, as coaches get younger and athletes play much more heavily into the game, it's going to change. And you know what? I did really really appreciate Coach Daly just owning it. You know, he didn't he didn't try to hide behind it. He said, "This is who I am. This is the kind of ball club that I have." These are the players that I trust. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna rely on the knowledge that I have from my analytics department, and I'm gonna move forward with that. And I really love the fact that he just owned that and, and took it upon himself to to take that that stance. Um and you could tell by the way his his players responded. Um, you know, they believe in the way he's coaching them.
0: He made one mistake, in my opinion, uh, either the day after or a couple of days after he said, The people who really know football know what I'm doing. Um hmm. I guess Terry Bradshaw and everybody else who's taking him on don't know anything about football and uh, all of us pundits and critics be damned, I guess. But uh, when you start telling fans and analysts, they don't know what they're seeing. I don't think that's a good message. He he could have said, he could have stated that much better. I think.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think he probably got a little defensive being questioned so often about the decision-making process that he was using, um, especially late in the games that he, he may have said something that he, 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 definitely will regret now um, because it only just, you know, alienates him and, and, and puts those pundits in position to take more shots at him. But, you know, I, I, like I said earlier, I like him. I like his uh, his mentality and his attitude. He's got a young stud, at quarterback, Justin Herbert, um, uh, a plethora of other receivers and, and gifted offensive players around him. And I, I like his approach and offense. And I think the Chargers are going to be a really good ball club for years to come under his toolage.
0: I like him too. I think that uh, he's going to be a great coach. And I think that Justin Herbert, uh, the sky is the limit. And I would just say this we're 55 and 0 without analytics and data for Super Bowl coaches. So progress is slow. I don't think you do all of this overnight. So I would like to see more situations be evaluated and personnel on the field than just numbers. Would you agree with that? Jim,
1: Jim, I I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and say it's 55 or no. I mean, I I would imagine there's been some analytics in Super Bowls. I mean, you know, when the, when the Seattle Seahawks played against the, the, the Patriots a few years ago and they decided to throw that. (laughs) How well did that work? I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying though, I mean, analytics, said everybody in the building thought the ball was going to be handed up to Marshawn Lynch, and they did the exact opposite what everybody else in that stadium and everybody in the world that was watching that football game would have believed. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. And a friend of ours
0: who will remain nameless, who we both love very much, said, there's a head coach who got cutesy, got <laughs> cutesy with the Super Bowl and threw away for his team a Super Bowl championship way to go way to be cutesy way to be really smart and outsmart everybody else. You outsmarted everybody except for Malcolm Butler. How did that
1: work out? Yeah, it didn't, it didn't work out well at all. Was it cutesy? Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't have done it. You know, I would have taken my chance with, with Marshawn in that situation, you know, knowing his pedigree and what he's been able to do in short, short yarders goal line, but Hey, can't, you can't change history. And, um, you know, it didn't work out in their favor that day. Let's call it what it is. The
0: dumbest play in the history <laughs> of the Super Bowl. And it will remain so probably uh, till death do us part. Let's Go is brought to you by Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Serving the highest quality steaks and seafood with exceptional hospitality. Visit delfriscos.com for reservations at one of our 16 locations nationwide. Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Jim Gray, along with Larry Fitzgerald. As we continue here on Let's Go, unfortunately, Larry, now we're dealing with COVID all over again as we flash back, and now the Omicron variant uh, rearing its ugly head, causing changes in procedures and testing for the National Football League, Uh, other sports uh, canceling games, Uh, Games getting moved uh, by the National Football League. They're going to play on every day of the week this week, with the exception of Wednesday. Um, What do you think about the uh, new procedures that are now in place that the
1: and the uh, league have agreed upon? Well, Jim, I I think everybody understands, um, you know, there needs to be some some adjustments, um, especially with the outbreaks and at the rate the outbreaks are happening amongst these teams. Um, I think also the data will support the fact that, you know, the, most of the players that are, you know, being diagnosed with COVID are asymptomatic. Um, they're not experiencing any issues respiratory the same way they were um, earlier, um, you know, when it first came on, um, you know, came to prevalence. But I, I like the fact that they're testing once a week and only if you have, um, you know, symptoms, you know, I think if you really want to get through the games and obviously players are not, you know, sick, and really hurting themselves or or their families, you know, I I think it's the only and the most efficient way to be able to get through the rest of the season.
0: You know, it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, as an NBA owner. Now, do you think that
1: those protocols will be adopted by the NBA as well? Uh, no, it's hard for me to say, I'm not at liberty to say what they will or they won't do, but I definitely think they'll be watching the NFL closely to see how it, it, it goes over the next few weeks. Um, It'll be very difficult to shut down, you know, the NBA season at this point. We haven't even gotten to the R-Star break. And um, and you see so many of these games being postponed and canceled. Um, so I definitely know they'll be watching closely to see how it works out with the National Football League. Because, um, you know, there's so many more players in the locker room, so much more exposure there. But uh, the NBA players do travel a lot more from city to city. They're in contact with much more hotel staff and bus drivers and, and this nature. And so, I mean, I, I know they'll be watching closely.
0: And proximity to the fans. The fans are are right on top of the court Uh, once again this year, Larry. um, Last year, there was a seven- or eight-row barrier uh, between the fans who attended the games when they were allowed and permitted in the arenas uh, to this year. And so it'll be interesting to see uh, what goes on there. Let's Go is brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community protect what they've worked hard for with insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve. USAA Insurance. USAA. Much more with Larry Fitzgerald when we continue here on Let's Go. Stay with us on SiriusXM.
2: Hey everyone, Lindsey Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my XM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions.
0: Welcome back to Let's Go. Thank you so much for joining us. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. We wish you all a Happy New Year. I'm Jim Gray, along with the great Larry Fitzgerald. Let's Go is brought to you by Ring Alarm. It's true. Ring has an award-winning alarm with professional monitoring that you can install yourself in just minutes. Go to ring.com forward slash let's go for a special offer on Ring Alarm today. That's ring.com forward slash let's go. As we continue to go with Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Larry, we saw a few teams stumble when they went out. Uh, Arizona, uh, your team, uh, where you played so proficiently for all of those years, the Cardinals uh, were on top of the NFC, now lost a couple of games in a row, losing to Detroit on any given Sunday. We can talk about the cliche, but it's it's actually true. But this shouldn't be happening to a team that thinks they're going to vie for a championship at this part of the season. What happened?
1: Uh, I mean, you, first of all, you got to tip your hat to Detroit Lions, Jim. I mean, you know, those, those guys have one win, one tie, uh, double-digit losses. I mean, they had every reason to fold it up. Um, and it's very easy when you're, when you're a favorite to call on the road and you think a team has packed up their tent for the offseason and they're not going to compete. And, um, you know, they they didn't do that. They fought hard. And Cardinals just didn't have it, um, the continuity in terms of the passing game, you know, didn't commit to running running the football. And, you know, really uh, gave up some plays in in, in the running game, um, you know, Detroit was able to really control the line of scrimmage. And so you know that's, that's what happens if you don't come out and play the best of your ability, um, you know, you can get beat any given Sunday. I don't think Detroit is a better football team than Arizona Cardinals, but they, they play 60 minutes better than they played yesterday. And, you know, hopefully this is a great learning experience for them. They can build on this over the next three weeks. Um, you know, All they got to do is win one more game to clinch a playoff berth and, win a couple more to be able to secure, um, you know, a home field game in partic- and possibly, you know, with some help, you know, be able to get the number one seed.
0: How long does a loss like that linger, particularly when there are now two losses in a row? And and when does it start to compound and and how quickly can you get that out of your head?
1: Well, it really depends on, on the team, uh, the leadership that you have, uh, the guys who take the onus and, and really, you know, step up and and address the things that are that are problematic. I mean, in the Cardinals have some great leadership and guys like Jordan Hicks and and Buda Baker and Rodney Hudson and, and James Conner, guys who have been around a long time, have played um, high levels of football and have dealt with the ebb and flows of, of of the season. And so, I think they'll be just fine.
0: And what about Tampa being shut out? Haven't been shut out uh, Brady for sixteen years, nine to nothing seven starters get injured, they're going to win that division uh, and they will be in the playoffs. Um, the question is, is who will be left standing and can they put things back together in time uh, to defend that championship or, or are you concerned?
1: I'm definitely concerned, Jim. I mean, you, you lose, you know, 90 catches in, inside with, with Chris Godwin. You know, you you pray that Mike Evans' hamstring is not as severe. Um, you know, you hope it's a grade one and he might miss – a week or or, or so, um, you know, you lose Levante David, um, you lose Fournette. I mean, you lose some really, really, really key contributors to your ball club who account for a lot of points, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And as great as Tom Brady is, he still needs to be able to throw the ball to other people and hand it to, to somebody to get in the end zone. And so this is very concerning for me. I, like you said, I, I, they're going to be a playoff team, but you definitely don't, don't want to be limping into the playoffs and leaving it up to chance. And so I'm, I'm definitely concerned for Tampa.
0: Antonio Brown will return. Uh, what does that do? He's been out for quite a while, and then he was suspended for three weeks uh, over the uh, the whole fiasco with the uh, COVID card uh, not well, being real.
1: Well, Jim, uh, if anybody,
0: if anybody, where do you can think do... he is physically, and how do you think he'll be accepted uh, uh, by by everybody else and, and 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 opponents?
1: Well, I think he'll be fine physically, Antonio's prided himself on being in top physical condition he always has but if anybody is prepared and ready to play you know with long layoffs I mean you look you look over the last four years he's missed games for numerous reasons you know off the field issues suspensions this that and the third he's missed time and every time he's come back in the lineups he's always performed and so I'm not concerned about his, his fitness or level of commitment. I know he'll be leaned on heavily when he's back on that field because, quite frankly, you know, he's the only one in that receiving quarter that has you know, any experience in, in those type of moments, and Tom trusts him. Um, he's played with him for quite a while, and so he's going to be leaned on heavily.
0: Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald, uh, any athlete's going to tell you, it helps to work with an expert. We're lucky we work with an expert. We have Larry Fitzgerald. But if you're buying or refinancing a home, Your expert is an independent mortgage broker. You can find one at findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, equal housing lender, NMLS, number 3038, licensed in all 50 states, and the District of Columbia. That's findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage. We continue with our expert, Larry Fitzgerald. I'm Jim Gray. We're here on Let's Go on SiriusXM. Jim. God, it was great to see Tiger Woods play some golf yesterday over the weekend wow. with Charlie. And Charlie was so much fun to watch. And they didn't win the tournament. Uh, hats off and congratulations to the Dailies, John and John too. Great to see John Daly back in the winner's circle and uh, all, everything that he has gone through. But Tiger Woods, from where he was last February to out there playing some terrific golf and big smile on his face and seeing what what, what what's going on with little Charlie. Boy, that uh, was just heartwarming and, and just so good to see, Larry. And I know he's a good friend of yours.
1: Oh, man, I, I love seeing that. Um, not not only for Tiger, but for the game. I mean, I, I don't know what the ratings were yesterday, but they had to be, you know, the highest they've had in any tournament this year. Um, you know, Tiger is golf. And, you know, when he's playing, everybody's watching. And to be able to see him in that environment, um, to be able to be there and spend it with his son um, in, the, in, the, in the field of competition and to see his son perform the way he did was was something that you was t- truly admirable. And, uh, you know, like you don't ever get to see Tiger in that light, you know, the, the loving, um, talkative and uh, side of him. I mean, and, and to be able to see that yesterday was great. And I was flipping between that and and watching the, the other football games. And, I you know, it was I couldn't stop watching it.
0: Have you played with Charlie?
1: No, I have never played with Charlie. I never played with Charlie. Played with played with the big cat a couple times, but never, never, uh, never got a chance to play with Charlie. <laughs> would he whip you? The way he was swinging it yesterday, he would get after me, Jim. You know? I mean, he hit a shot on 17 on that part three with the with the pin tucked on that left corner, hit a cut shot over the water, landed it between the, the pin and the hazard, and I was like, that that's that is a golf shot to be able to step up and hit it at that that junction. Of a tournament to be able to do it with that kind of composure was uh, was truly something to marvel at.
0: Sounds like you're begging for strokes already.
1: I definitely 12-year-old. need my strokes. Jim. Ain't no shame in asking for a few strokes, man. I'm gonna get some from you when I come to Riviera here for the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. Don't 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 act brand new when I come out there asking for them now.
0: <laughs> no problem, no problem. But I'm not giving you any strokes. I'm taking strokes. Hey, Larry, uh, you need some games back because you're way behind in the standings way behind. In fact, I think it's almost insurmountable.
1: Nothing's insurmountable, Jim. Snake, what's the record, Snake? What's the records?
2: All right now, Jim's ahead of you by three games, which isn't insurmountable. But we have five games to pick this week, so let's get right to it. We have 49ers at the Titans, San Francisco favored by a point and a half. You know what? I'm going I'm to I'm go with the Titans.
1: I'm going to go with the Titans. They, they need this game. Uh, they really lost a lot of momentum over the last few weeks. Um, they lost a Another tough one um, you know, this weekend, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with them to bounce back against the 49ers.
0: I'm going with the 49ers, so there's a window for you. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to close it even further. <laughs> but I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little window to, to get a game back. I'll go with the 49ers, Snake.
2: All right, Jim, you're going to go first here. We're going to take out Ravens at Bengals. Cincinnati favored by two and a half.
0: That's a tough game. I'll go with the Bengals.
1: I'm gonna go with the Ravens. They'll have Lamar Jackson back, most likely. And um I think they're gonna I think they're gonna avenge that the loss they had earlier to the Bengals.
2: All right. Next up we have Colts at Cardinals, Arizona, only favored by three and a half in this one.
1: I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. You know, they've uh they struggled of late, but um, you know, they're coming back home. Game was uh moved to prime time and you know it'll be a great way for them to be able to you know, bounce back and show the world that they're capable of uh, you know, playing deep into the playoffs.
0: I'm going with the Colts. So there's your three-game difference right there. We'll see who wins. Trying to let you back in here, but I really kind of have my eye on St. Andrews, so uh, <laughs> I could pick all the games and just freeze you out and just go along with you, but St. Andrews just looks too good. So I got I to gotta get some, some further separation.
2: All right, well, we have two more games here, so let's get some separation or – Maybe Larry takes the lead this week. Bills at Patriots. Jim, Patriots are favored by two. I'm going with the Bills. I'm going, I'm going with the Patriots. All right, last but not least, Broncos <laughs> at Raiders. Denver are favored by one and a half.
1: I'm going to go with the Raiders. You know, Teddy Bridgewater took a nasty hit. I uh, was in concussion protocol. There's no telling if he'll be able to play this week uh, against the Raiders. And, you know, I I just I think the Raiders will, will come out victorious, personally.
0: I got to go with the Raiders, too. The only one that I would reconsider and wish I had a little more time to think about is, is the, is the Cincinnati game. That's a tough game,
1: but you already but made my Jackson though. You coming with, you, back. You, you, no, you went to Bengals already, Jim. You can't change, you can't change it up. You've already chose your game. You got to live with it. And snake, I think I'm going to take no. the lead back from him this week, man. I'm looking forward to No, I think I'll uh, go with remember the how he, Remember how he was treating me too, uh, Snake, all, all these weeks. Uh, I'm going to go know, with the Ravens, Snake.
0: Make that an official change no, 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 since no, no, we're no, still no, on the no, air. no, no, no,
1: no. No, you can't you can't. What,
0: do this that. is, what is this, like Jeopardy, you buzz in and you there's no wrong answer here. The game's being played in 5 days, 6 days.
1: You can't do that, Jim. Jim, you know you know who is amazing though, man. That TJ Watt, bro. Whenever he is on the field and he's healthy enough to go, he is a problem, Jim. I mean, you can, you cannot block that man. Like I mean, nobody can block him. He is so disruptive And just such a difference maker. It's spectacular to watch that guy compete, man. It's really, really fun. Is is he better
0: than his brother was in his heyday?
1: Uh, You know, I hate comparing guys. You know, J.J. was dominant, you know. You won't uh, let me change a pick and you hate
0: comparing guys as an analyst? Come on.
1: No, no, no. I mean, they're brothers. They're they're brothers and, you know, they play play different positions. J.J. played primarily inside. And TJ is an outside backer. backer um hedge. Who's specialist. better?
0: Who's better?
1: Who do I? Who who would I take today? Right yes. now? Well, not today. I would take. I would mean, take. I would, on. take, take, T- I would take. I would take. I would take TJ. If you said who would I take five years ago, I would take JJ. That's just, that's the truth. I think when it's all said and done, both of them are gonna have go
0: pick, and they were both like, in their heyday.
1: And JJ was a JJ was a monster. You know, I mean, a complete monster. And also, you know, when he's playing inside, you know, he can be more disruptive in in the run game, you know, because you know he's 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 closer to the ball, and you know, so I I just think I mean, you look at JJ; he's got three defensive player of the year awards. TJ has never won one. Um, you know, some could, some would say he should have won it last year, and I think he's run away with it this year. Um, you know, and he's only and he's missed three and a half games, so I mean, just shows you just how dominant he's been.
0: We have the McCourty twins. They're obviously great. And we can't even talk about the Del Greco brothers cause they were kickers. So are, are the Watt brothers the best in the history of the national football league, at least defensively?
1: Yeah, I would, I would say they're right up there. I mean, combined, they got over a hundred and what 170 something sacks, I think between the two of them. Um, you know, three defensive player of the years and and one to come. I mean, it's hard for me to even think of anybody who could come close that's been as dominant as those two. Of course, offensively,
0: it would be the Manning brothers. Eli and Peyton uh, would probably uh, be the best tandem brothers to uh, ever play in the history of the National Football League. Hey, Larry, Merry
1: Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to you. I hope you and your family and everybody else, snake you and your family and everybody listening has a joyous, wonderful um, holidays and, and stay healthy, please.
0: Same to you, Fitz, and we will talk to you next Monday night.
1: I look forward to it, Jim. Have a great week. Bye now.
0: That's it for this week. We wish all of you a very Merry Christmas and a great holiday season. Our thanks to our terrific producer, Dave the Snake Hagen, production assistance by Harris Fabishoff, and to our sponsors who we are grateful for. Del Frisco's USAA Ring. United Wholesale Mortgage and Golden com. Let's go podcast with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. I'm Jim Gray. We will talk to you again next week right here on Sirius XM.
1: Sirius
2: XM Podcasts.